Welcome to a new season of the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, Kai Stevens, John Osier, glad you're with us. The Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts coming up this Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indy. We've got a lot to get to. The football season is finally here. The team was back on the field Monday, players day off Tuesday, and uh, Johnny, it's finally real football. Yeah, and it's always weird week one because there – on the one hand, there's all this incredible excitement, as there should be for the NFL season to kick off. At the same time, you've covered the team and you've talked about it so much that there's this feeling of they're ready. Now, what else is there to say about it, if you follow me? I think, oh, you guys go through the same thing. The so they might be in the barn a little bit in that. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. there's going to be the topics, you know, offense really good, defense can it rush the passer, weird week one. We'll go over the same stuff. Uh, but it's really just this hold your breath feeling until one oh two on Sunday. And I think it's that excitement in the way that you're like, okay, let's go. So then we can talk about how it actually comes out. Right. So like we've been pontificating and predicting and, and what we think we will see, but until they actually play football, as we know, every year you predict seems are going to be good or bad. And then season starts and it's a whole different situation. So we're definitely at that point where you're like, okay, now let's just go. Yeah, I've gotten a ton of questions, JP, and unfortunately for you, you have to read them every day. Every day. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, can you – will this – is this Jaguars team the best offense in franchise history? Does it compare to those Colts teams you covered? Is this the best team in franchise history? Yeah, but they got to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean they mean, haven't played a game on, yet. On paper. And yeah. if they're as good as we think they are, uh, then they have a chance to do that. But until they do it, you can't put them up with 14-2 and two in, in 99 or, you know, the great offenses. That's the storyline. That's what we're all waiting to see. And the defense has to be a little bit better as well. If that combination happens, though, uh, then all Look of a sudden you're, yeah. you're winning a lot of games. And That's what makes it fun is, it, is it's not scripted television. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so right. compelling. That's why everybody, millions of people around the world watch, Kai, because of that. We love the drama. That's for sure. There's no doubt. So we heard from Christian Kirk and Foyer Aluokan yesterday on Monday, getting ready for week one and getting some of their thoughts about uh, the week ahead and, and a lot of the same idea, right? There's, I think I asked Foyer, you know, everybody's back. Play caller is back. Mm-hmm. How are you guys better? And the continuity is a real thing on this defense, they feel like at least. Bringing everybody back gives everybody an opportunity to – to make things slow down. They're not worried about the guy next to them anymore. They know exactly where things are going to be. And on the defensive side, that could be huge for this group. I think both of them touched on uh, what they would kind of describe as comfortability. And I think there's something to that. You want to have things set in a way where – Everybody understands what's expected of them. Everybody understands what they're doing. And I know it's only the second year under Doug Peterson, but you really do feel like it's already kind of set the way they're going to do things are, is already aware. You're not like a freshman or a rookie coming in. You're like, what's going on? Big eyes. I don't understand. Um, everybody seems to understand what is expected of them, what they need to do to get on the field, and what the team needs out of them if they're going to be successful. Yeah, you hate to say things like this because storylines never play out as you really think they do in this league. But there will never um, – if – if, if you think that the Trevor Lawrence-Doug Peterson combination and Trent Baalke and that group will be an era that started in 2022, there will never be a season during that era where there are fewer unknowns on paper going into a season as there are around this team. 
meaning except for Jawan Taylor uh, and Cam Robinson, but Cam's going to be back. So, But except for Jawan Taylor and I guess Marvin Jones, yeah, they lost nothing. Arden Key on defense, but not a starter. So three losses, and everybody gnashed teeth about Arden Key, and I loved Arden, but, you know, you lost four sacks and you lost the right tackle, but you have clear replacements for those. Starting when they start redoing the cap, there's going to be, hey, who's taking this skill position spot? What's here? So it's all there, plus you added Ridley, Bigsby, and Brenton Strange to this. It's the old Athlons when you read it. Alabama <laughs> returns nine starters off the SEC. Well, there's never going to be a year where that looks better for this team. And I think it's why Christian Kirk and uh, when Christian was talking on Monday about the comfortability, which I'm not sure is a word. but he, I know, but I liked it, so I'm going He used it. it. Um, I almost asked him, and somebody else asked a question, uh, what they're feeling, that confidence, that ready to go, that assuredness, was impossible to have last year. You only have this feeling once as a team. With, with everybody coming back and with experience in this, I kept using it at the preseason week three. This is the time that they feel like all they want to do is get out there week one and flex, which I, you know, I'm all about flexing, JP. Yeah, because, yes, you, we see that all the time okay, well, from you. No doubt. He's flexing at the desk right now. Constantly. It's a constant Shirt flex. on flex for me. <laughs> keep it on. That's how I roll. Please keep it on. Uh, plenty ahead. We're back in a moment, and we'll get into the Indianapolis Colts and the mobility of quarterback Anthony Richardson. That's next on Jaguars Reporters. Welcome back to Jaguars Reporters. J.P. Shadrick, Kai Stevens, and John Osher, the Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts coming up. Tickets available, standing room only available for the Kansas City Chiefs game Week two, call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. That will be quite an atmosphere next week. Can't wait for that one, of course. The home opener at the bank in the heat. Start hydrating now. Yes, hydrate early and often. And we'll see you at the bank next week for the defending Super Bowl champions and the playoff rematch from a year ago in the divisional round. All right, so the Colts and the Jaguars split the season series last year. Last five years. As a That's fact. true, yeah. yes. Yeah, they've both held serve at home for the last five years. Interesting. Well, it's time to break it because uh, if this Jags team is going to manage this division and handle it, they've got to go win a game like this against a, a roster that, again, on paper, we're looking at paper in front of us. It's what it is. You haven't played the game yet on paper. This Jaguars team is stronger than this Colts team in terms of depth, start frontline starters, skill position players, and all the rest. The big question, though, is what the heck are the Colts going to look like on offense? Anthony Richardson is there now, rookie quarterback. The running back's not available. Um, the offensive line didn't play that great overall last year in Indianapolis. Who are these receivers in the grand scheme? Uh, new offensive play caller, new head coach. I mean, there's, there's all these questions in Indy. You don't know. Week one's just the, the great question mark around the league sometimes. To me, it feels like a game where, and I'd be surprised if it doesn't play out this way, but I've been, I've been surprised before. I, I think the Jags score early, um, have a lead, and then the Colts keep being there even though you think the Jaguars are outplaying them. And we've all sort of seen those games because I think they're going to get pressure and then there's going to be a play in the second quarter where they get pressure and all of a sudden Richardson 
is stand in the end zone after a 45 yard run where you say, but the Jaguars did everything right there. They didn't play that poorly, but this kid made a play. And they'll probably do one with his arm mm -hmm. because you're game planning so difficult. So I think it'll be close in the fourth quarter with the Jaguars having a lead, and I think they'll make a play to seal it. But my, my expectation is it'll be one of those games, and I think I told this to Kai earlier in the week, where I'll be getting emails about people angry that they didn't look better in the win because <laughs> that's usually what week one is. A win's a win, though, right? So yes. that's the answer to that potential email you might get. I think – uh, it's always interesting when you play a rookie quarterback, of course, especially someone like Anthony Richardson who doesn't have a ton of game film in college even. So what you can expect, you don't know. And it's his first game. So there's a matter of will he be nervous? Will he, you know, what are we going to see out of him in terms of what he can do in his first NFL game? Because it's not even like, oh, he's a rookie and he's been playing for a couple games now. So there's that aspect to me. I hope that the defense can at least do a little bit. I mean, we've been talking about pass rush for like three months now, but if, if you can't get something going against, you know, this offensive line and a rookie quarterback, then we're going to have a lot more emails and a lot more questions about it. Um, so that'll be a lot. I know he's very elusive and I'm sure we will see some crazy plays out of him on Sunday, but hopefully it's just that. And it's in an effort where the score doesn't really matter as much because the Jaguars are able to get their offense rolling early on in the game. It's a different kind of rush, though, right? And we talked about this with mobile quarterbacks before. Mm -hmm. You're not flying up the field from the edges because that opens up a little space where he can kind of squirt out there. So you got to maintain your lanes, discipline on the rush, and kind of keep him contained and get that push from the middle all at the same time. That's what would make him nervous. So all of a sudden there's there are things flashing in front of his face right. and it's going fast and he throws a one or two up to you on the back end. Then you can start feasting on him. You want him to throw, throw it down the field more than you want him uh, yeah. running free. And, you know, zone defense on the back end, you're going to be able to look at him a little bit more, a whole lot more than you would be playing a whole lot of man in theory. That's what we talked about on Monday night at least. Yeah, I mean, I would think – the reason I think they'll keep it tight, I, I would think they would protect him throughout a lot of the game because he hasn't seen very much NFL stuff in terms of uh, – Coverage looks on the back end in terms of, you know, all that stuff you start seeing when you game plan. He's never been game planned before in the NFL during preseason. So I, I would think the Colts would keep it very simple for him. And the reason I think the Jaguars will pull away late is they probably won't be forced, meaning the Colts, to make him do things he doesn't want to do or isn't used to doing until late, which is when he'll probably make the mistakes where, okay, well, now I've got to throw 20 yards downfield into coverage where I haven't had to do that before. I think that's where the Jaguars get a pick late and, and, and I break it open because they're smart. They won't put him in situations to fail, and I would think they'll put him in a lot of situations to run, which will play into his strength enough to keep it close for a while. The only X factor is if the Jaguars could get a big rush early somehow, confuse him early, and get an early turnover, then it does feel like it's – it's a game. Obviously, with a rookie quarterback, sometimes there are wheels off games. You'd like to be able to force that early if you can. But, I mean, it's, it's in any game, but it's more likely to happen a week one guy. I think also when we talk about Anthony Richardson in, in terms of 
just what he's going to be able to do out there. Is it something where you're just trying to be a game manager? Do you feel like with him or do you kind of, they try, they're choosing to start him in week one. I guess I find that interesting too. When you saw Trevor in week one, like, do you remember what that looked like? I wasn't here. So this way asking, it, it, <laughs> was well, it bad? How bad was it? Trevor didn't look that bad, but okay. the rest of what he was, else was, but this is, but this is what Richardson's like. It wasn't it's not good. Like, there's nothing good around him either. So I'm just curious. Yeah, like, well, I, even if they do I, okay, like, well, I'll tell you this first game out, he was 28 of 51, 332, three touchdowns, three picks. Yeah, Steichen's coached in the NFL before, so I don't think it'll look as bad as. But just operationally, <laughs> on and off the field, guys getting right. out of the huddle. It was substitutions. Was it was, it was as chaos. messy as anything I've ever seen in the NFL, frankly. But it was chaos. And I don't think it'll look like that with Indy because Shane's been around. Um, so yeah, I don't think it'll look like that. I don't know that they'll game manage him in the true sense of when I think of game managing, I, I think of 18 passes in a game where yeah. they just, I don't know that without Taylor, they'll be able to do that, but I think they'll manage. Um, I would guess you'll see a lot of short passes early, a lot of designed runs so that he's still feeling good about himself with seven minutes to go in the second quarter, you know, and so that you haven't put him in a lot of high risk. Uh, they'll probably be game managing without it looking like that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because I, I, I would imagine much of that is mental, especially when it's his first NFL game, yeah. just keeping him in the, th- like, you're doing fine, like, like we, we're right where you want you to be and, and not letting that become an issue because if you get in his head in the first quarter, then it's pretty much done so. Yeah, and I... I He's talked so much, uh, Steichen has, about I love this kid's big playability. It's what I'm excited about. So it, it'll be, I think they'll put him in situations to make, hopefully make big plays. It'll be interesting to see how they keep him out of what they consider risky situations to not throw turnovers. Because that's really where his problems at Florida were. Once a half, it seemed, he would make a throw where he went, oh, mm-hmm. well, Hopefully that'll happen on Sunday because that's yeah. what we want. Happen uh, <laughs> right. early and then hit him a few times Enough. and yeah. stay in his head all day long. That would be the ideal situation. The most points the Jaguars have ever scored in a game in Indianapolis, 27. Three times. I bet, they, the last time? I bet they won all three of those, right? They were 2-1. and one. They okay. lost last year up to oh, okay. 34-27. Because yeah, yeah. they scored 27 once when Scobie hit a 50-ish I'm not sure what the other two. It was, was. 2004, 27 24. Yeah. They won that game. And then 27 nothing in 17. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then last year, the loss, 34 27, on a Matt Ryan touchdown pass with 14 seconds to play. Over Shaq Griffin, now with the Texans. Who changed to number zero the other day, by the way? I'm. I like our zero better, I think. I think so, too. I'm just going to be nice. We'll find that out in a few weeks, <laughs> I suppose. All right. Uh, Episode one in the books. We'll do it again next week. We're looking forward to Jaguars AM this week in the new studio, right? Oh, yes. New studio. We're still uh, getting everything going, but we're very excited to be in our new venue. Sure. It's nice. John doesn't like that he has to wear pants and not shorts anymore. He likes the podcast because he can wear whatever decor. (laughs) Well, we like anything. Any of the above is fine. We'll take it what we can get. That's John Osher, Kai Stevens. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Reporters.